Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Total. For five dollars today, you can buy a wealth of things: gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. Five dollars still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without people. You have reached the voicemail box of 201679. questions. Please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. 
$5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance, branch NMLS number 173453. Loan officer NMLS number 111400. Attention business owners. Website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. 
Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan officer NMLS number 111400. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. 
Handwritten on 8.5 inch by 11 inch aged parchment paper and using smudge free ink to produce original high quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to first lien mortgage loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or Simply have some questions. Please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number Welcome to another edition of the Heartgrave Vine. This is number 24, and this is Magic Mike at Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. And now, without further ado, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the man with all the power, I love doing this, Mr. Smith Hart. Hey, Greetings, Smith. everybody. Go ahead. Hey, Mike. Say, hey. All right. Hey, Smith. How you doing, buddy? I'm, uh, you know, enduring cancer. Otherwise, everything's good. Good to hear that you're still fighting the good fight, my friend. But, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a spectacular guest, a man that's going to give us a few minutes of his time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the legend, your friend, my friend, Rip Rogers. Let's bring Rip on right now. Rip. Welcome to the Heartgrave Fund. Couldn't. It's the greatest night of my life being on Hard Brothers Radio, baby. Talking to Smitty. Don't get no better than it's that. Nice, nice, to, nice to make your, uh, reacquaint ourselves again, Rick, uh, all this time. I, I just put something on Facebook last night. There was a picture of Stu and Brett and Owen. And I talked, oh, yeah. about, nice. and I talked about Stu. I said, I had never heard a bad word from anybody ever in the business about Stu Hart. I talked about he was the only promoter. And when I 
Rip, how were the matches? And then later on, he would say, oh, and how was the house? Instead of the other way around, uh, yeah. where, where every other promoter That's, was. Uh, I appreciate that, Rip. That's a nice uh, thought and a nice statement, and I never heard that either, uh, but that's, right. that's kind of the way my dad was. And I talked about the whole shitload of clan kids he had, right? <laughs> a million yeah. kiddies. And they were all with different personalities and all champions in their own right. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. My mother always said that, uh, you know, she took a back seat to, uh, she said wrestling was Stu's mistress and she was his wife. It's kind <laughs> of true, you know. Yeah, well, he had a passion. Stu would, yeah, he'd, he'd uh, be glad to show you something, even if it was in the middle of a road trip in the back of a limo or something, he'd, He'd show you the what he meant or something, and you know nobody ever got hurt. Like I was telling Mike earlier, uh, that Stu uh, never broke any arms or knocked any teeth out, or you never scarred up. You got the scares like a, a viper. I mean, a constrictor squeezing a rodent. But when he let you go, if he wanted to let you go and said eat you, you were fine. You might be a little scared. You might be uh, some blood vessels burst in your eye. You might have felt like your arm was going to dislocate or you were going to uh, strangle, you know, die of your, breathe your last breath. You might see your life flash before your eyes. But uh, if he, uh, you know, if he'd let you go in the end. He wasn't there to hurt anybody or murder anybody. But you'd like to these big, you know, big boys with the 21-inch arms to feel what it was like to have their elbows touch behind their back and stuff in a half Nelson. And let them, you know, know that there, it wasn't all just grunting and groaning, you know. But yeah, you put it very nicely, Rip. I appreciate your words. Well, it was one of the nicest places I ever worked at. Was out there with our with the, the trans provided the, uh, the the vans being in Canada, being at the local towns, the long ass trip trips, the great talent you had out there, and shit. I ran around with Jerry Morrill and Johnny Smith. God, we we was nothing but trouble. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, well, you you, you could uh, you learn stuff here. People learn things here. They uh, they always improved uh, their work here and their and their general uh, character here. Stu Stu wasn't a uh, a womanizer or an alcoholic or a gambler. He was very clean living and uh, just basic, down to earth, normal guy. You know, a family guy. Uh, he loved nature and he didn't like synthetic things. It was quality, not quantity. And uh, he respected a guy that put in good effort. He, he, you know, a lot of the wrestlers were in listening to the playoff hockey games or they're gambling or they're just in bullshitting each other. But uh, if anybody was out there watching, it would be Stu. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd get right in the ring even. He'd get a guy that, was, uh, that he was counting on to kind of uh, fill Abdullah's shoes or somebody else's. And, mm-hmm. and the guy was altering in the ring, Stu would damn near be telling him what to do, you know, and yeah. in a way that uh, he was challenging the guy. He wasn't trying to take the heat off the guy or put it on himself, but he would, you know, damn near get in the ring to to prove a point or throw the guy back in if he was, you know, taking too long outside or, you know, he'd, he just, you know, but you learn from all that and uh, do or die, we had to survive, you know, Stu had to support 12 kids, and it uh, takes a lot of money to, to do that you guys in style, lot. you know. <laughs> you oh, fuck, yeah, lot. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. Hey, a, a Stu couple, was always, a uh, 
Go ahead. Uh, a couple of stories here. It's, it's insider stuff that you would know about. It's like I stayed yeah. at the Regis, right? So that was oh, right. I was, that was heaven. That was heaven for me downtown because I jumped the yeah. train there. Never paid. Would go down to BJ's gym and and train all day. And there and there was uh, BJ's kids and uh, Davy Boy Junior. They'd be there, and they were little kids with, with yeah. long hair and everything. Their sisters was there, cook, cooking the the food and stuff like like that. But and then, but what a what a great time I had there. And I had yeah. then you had all the places downtown, Electric Avenue. You had all the uh, the Chinese buffets right there, and it was just. Uh, and, and when I was there for Stu, he always paid me above my guarantee. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. You deserved it. Well, I don't know about that. I I just know he did, and I have nothing but good things to say about that place. I mean, one one, one time uh, they ripped, they had a double shot, so yeah. they told me another the, the other guys was going to be coming, so I was going to work with this guy till they got here. So it was first, it was his first night in. So he grabbed me yeah. in the right hand headlock. He grabbed me in the right hand headlock right away. <laughs> And yeah. I said, "Holy shit!" I said, "I said, uh, who trained you?" He goes, "Oh, Pablo Catomio out in Arizona. He trained me like a man." Oh, yeah. I said, "He sure Catone. did." Yeah. So, to make a long story short, I had to go an hour and ten minutes with him <laughs> until Jerry Morrill and the Cubans poked their head out the dressing room. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, yeah. no. I said, oh, thank you very much." <laughs> but it was a learning experience. You know what I mean? So, yeah. what the hell did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Never seen the guy in my life. Yeah, Stu, Stu had a lot of contacts, and he had wrestled at all those places. He wrestled in the South. He wrestled in Texas, Chicago, Minneapolis, before he came to Calgary. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knew what it was like in various territories. And, uh, you know, he's uh, it's too bad he's not here. I, I, I could count on him for a lot of things. Well, he he was definitely a man who, who loved his wrestling, and he was definitely a man would be doing promos Friday night. He'd love snaring those nachos off the floor, and I'd be fighting him for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd be going for yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was there. a product of the dirty thirties, and uh, he didn't he didn't believe in waste, you know. And That's right. He had Will and almost uh, gagging if Stu would pick up a. Uh-huh container of popcorn, no no butter or nothing on it, just oh, started yeah. eating it while he was uh, waiting for Ed to finish up with somebody and give Ed another, give him his check or give him some That's right. instructions. <laughs> but you never thought anything of it. No. But uh, great. Yeah. You got any activities you're, you, uh, you're, you're pushing or plugging or endorsing at the moment? Uh, you Feel free to um, oh. you know, well, I just, you know, I'm, I, Smitty, I, I still teach at OBW, you know, on uh, on weekends, and then uh, we did our 900th television episode, which is a long time for TV for that local is, life. you know, Vince is making a big deal about right. his 900th, which was really uh, nothing. It was pretty boring for 900. The 900th episode, it was fuck all. But then uh, I got to do a, a seminar at the Monster Factory. Uh, uh, about a, a month ago, and then I do them up at San Diego, uh, the one in uh, North Carolina, and 
uh, one in Kevin uh, Kevin Knight will be IWF in Nutley, New Jersey. So, so I get out, yeah. and mostly the kids they want to hear stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they want stories more than anything because they can't realize how wrestling be because all they excuse me the stuff they see on television, which has nothing to do with wrestling. So when no. I felt we had to literally fight back-to-back as a tag team to get out of these coal miner towns and stuff to, 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 yeah. save, to save our lives. They're like, what? I said, yeah, people thought it was real, you know, and we yeah. treated it as real. And, and the heels would get the bricks thrown through their windows, their tires split, et cetera. And they said, well, they didn't know what to think. They thought I was, like, joking. So I just happened yeah. to have I just happened to have some, uh, well, they used to be the old, Tapes would have been com- converted over to the DVDs. Now showed them. They like shit, man. So it's just, it's just night and day. But you know, I had a nice hey, chat hey, with hey, Bobby hey, Colton not too many weeks sorry, ago, no. and uh, he's still pretty active. Right. Yeah, I saw. You always Bobby. say like oh, old wrestlers never die; they just sort of fade away, and you know, all of a sudden they're not there anymore. But. No, what happens? We never retire. People just quit booking us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll gladly we'll gladly come there. Just just play me. Let me go. I want to hang out. Act like I'm over. <laughs> hey, uh, Rip. Uh, I got yeah. It's uh, winter setting in here, and I've got cancer, and it's uh, I I thought uh, last year I was going to die, Rip. I really did, and. I think right now it's the same kind of pain. I'm on an experimental uh, thing with pharmaceutical companies and the uh, Alberta Healthcare, and it seems like it only lasts. They say you get these biannual, these six-month uh, testosterone annihilators because the uh, prostate cancer, and I have further uh, bone cancer from the prostate cancer, but it uh, it feeds on the uh, on your uh, testosterone, so they try to kill the kiss testosterone off with these injections and uh, I said the only last six months like I have had my second shot now uh, in August mm-hmm. and after about three months it starts to kind of reverse where you don't realize it at first you're feeling better 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 and you mm-hmm. don't even care it's like you're back to kind of tolerant uh, Yeah, you're to- you can tolerate the pain and all of a sudden it's, you find out it's reversing and you're losing weight and you're, like I lost 70 pounds in, in uh, about a year and uh, you know, I went from 240 down to uh, 171, and uh, I don't know what I'm at about 190 right now. That's fine. I don't need to be huge, but uh, I'm. Uh, I told the doctors this stuff doesn't seem to last more than half the time you promise. They even gave me a booster shot of of estrogen mm-hmm. in between the last two big shots, these six month ones, and they said, "Well, we can't change that. We got to keep all the." Uh, standards normal it's got to be across the board or it's not going to work you know we can't change mm-hmm. anything i said well it's, it's fucked i mean i i'm I, I, you know that's not right i mean i i don't know what else, what else, and i'm trying to i was expecting something in the mail today about uh, marijuana thc uh hemp mm-hmm. oil and stuff it didn't come yet but i i applied for it and i don't know if that'll help the pain or help the cure i hope it might do something you know you got to pay for all that but um, I'm, uh, 
Yes, it's a whole new thing to me. I took my health for granted over the years. I never really had a problem ever. All of us were pretty healthy kids. Mm-hmm. But, uh, now I got cataracts, I got diabetes, I got eczema, I got uh, goddamn two kinds of cancer, and I've got some exploded testicle as well. I don't know what that's from, but uh, it's really uh, old age gets gets to you after a while. So you got to really count your blessings and uh, you got some good karma like you have to fall back on that's uh that'll carry a lot that carries a lot of sway. <laughs> well, we just gotta take every moment that we got and yeah. enjoy enjoy every moment that you have. And those that's true, that's very true. You gotta you gotta live for the moment. I try to tell that to Mike but uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of a Kind of an atheist, uh, cold-blooded snake. No, I'm not. Get out of here. No. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Rip, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have a uh, you have a store you have a store on ProWrestlingTees.com, dot com, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Uh huh. Okay. You have a couple. You have one, two, three, four, five shirts. Okay. Yeah. You have one. You have one that says "Hustler," which I've yeah. seen Diana Perazzo. She loves wearing that shirt, by the way. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Um, also, you have a shirt that says, "This shit was fr fucking rotten." Yeah. What's that mean? What's that about? Well, I used to teach for WWE when we was developmental there in OVW, and big guys be doing shit. And I just ring the bell and said, "Get the fuck out of my ring! This stuff's fucking <laughs> rotten. You're fucking rotten." All right, the next is Hustler, Hustler magazine, and I love the I love that shirt. And I love the cover of you holding the belt. What belt is that? Uh, that was down in Puerto Rico, so I can't remember if it was the pre- prestigious TV title or one of the international. <laughs> I can't. I, okay. I always called it. The, I always called it the prestigious TV title because I think that was Low Man the Totem Pole. Then we got one that says Smith. You're gonna love this one. Living the dream, baby. Hustler, lying, cocksucker, talking. I don't know what else. It's got so many rope oh, action. It's got. It's called foul mounted. It's a good one. Oh yeah. That oh, sounds like a good shirt. Yeah. No. no uh. I just wrote shit down, and guys made them for me, and they sent the designs in, yeah, and and whatever, and and you're not out any money. All of a sudden, every once in a while, you get a thing on your phone that says somebody bought a shirt, and every once in a while, they'll send you. You get about five bucks a shirt. So what the hell? It's better. It's better, it's better than kicking the balls. So that's right. Well, it's good publicity you know. and make somebody happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you got there, one, there, there is a lot of artistry in wrestling. The fanny pack. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's been a lot of artists in wrestling, you know, like uh, Jerry Lawler is one that people are familiar yeah. with. G- uh, George Gordienko was a great artist. Uh, he did some heavy duty stuff. And, uh, one of my dad's uh, idols, basically, or mentors, or, or partners. Whatever, oh God, I, 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 George had hear, I had to hear about him every week from from Stu. So then I would get on him, and then I get what's the other guy? Shag <laughs> Thomas. Oh, poor old Shag. Yeah, Shag was not in George Gordienko's league. Then I'd get on him, and I'd say something bad about him, and I'd take off running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you shit on George or George Gordyanko or Luther Lindsay, Stu is liable to be wanting to fucking hear the rest of the story uh, with you in his clutches. 
He died with a picture. He died with three pictures in his wallet. One of my sister Ellie that married Jim Neidhart. One of Lucer Lindsay, a tough little black bastard who was about five five and two forty, you know. And George uh-huh. Gordienko. And uh, you know, it's uh, I run into Ted, George's nephew, here and there at some of these uh events, uh, you know, in the Hall of Fame in Amsterdam, New York. I used to see him there, but you probably now you gotta go to Texas for that, but uh Wichita Falls, but uh Stu was never, uh, obviously, was a picture of a black guy in his wallet. He wasn't prejudiced, but, uh, you know, everybody's got their sort of uh, quirks. And a lot of times he'd come home and he'd have a huge, big box of shoes, army boots for us kids. And it's like, find yourself a pair, daughters, girls, boys, whatever, find yourself a pair that fits. And I'd find a pair and say, shit, they're great for my sea cadet outfit, but fuck, I don't want to wear them to school. Kids are all wearing penny loafers or Adidas or something. And uh, he said, I got a deal from an old Turkish Jew or something. I got all these green canvas running shoes or an old uh, Ukrainian Jew or this or that. One day I just said, I didn't mean it in, in a nasty way. A lot of Jewish people who are sensitive might take it the wrong way. But I said, what's the worst kind of Jew? And I didn't mean the worst kind. I meant the sort of the, the hardest to deal with or something, you know, because Stu always bartered with some, pretending he didn't want the stuff or he can't use 50 pairs. He's going, you know. But I, he thought about it, and then he said, a hungry Jew. And I burst out laughing. I said, that's very true. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, he had Sam Meneker as his, uh, you know, a man who made him a lot of money, even though he fucked Stu on an airplane later, years later. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of a story. And, Tell people about that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> this goddamn pot is kind of hard. <clears throat> One of my friends just came over, a <laughs> protege wrestler. Um, well, Sam came in in the early, late 50s, and uh, we got TV established here. He came in with June Byers, and one thing led to another, and Sam was already, uh, you know, familiar with TV from New York and L.A. and stuff. He used to manage Gorgeous George, and he knew Blackstone the Magician, and, you know, he was friends with uh, Sam Muchnick and this, that, and the other. So uh, he said, let's get TV, you know, and he he set up our TV show here, and then after a short, after a few years, we lost it. Some some architect in the uh, community there, the immediate area, said there's a bylaw and you can't have disturbance after midnight, and that's when the people mm-hmm. left our uh, the studio for having participated in our show at midnight. So uh, you know, he got a petition together, and we lost our show. And then uh, Menneker kind of took off. Things dropped. You know, we did a, a different kind of show at. Uh, 10 o'clock the following morning after the Friday night uh, live show in Calgary, do a 10 o'clock one that wouldn't be ready till midnight Saturday mm-hmm. night, and we couldn't get 50 people to turn up for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost you'd have to pay them. The exhibition board's getting the full shot for rent. Yeah. So, anyway, Manneker uh, said, uh, then meanwhile, they're building another studio right next to my dad's house totally different uh, concept and everything and uh, Medicare said when they get that done I'll come back and I want to bring in Kowalski and uh, Kowalski won't drive the loop you know he needs to fly he'll do his own flying or I can do the flying and in fact I got a, a real steal of a deal on this uh, this uh, Cherokee this uh, twin engine uh, uh, airplane I forget what it was Comanche so Stu ended up buying it for 20 grand 
and um, the insurance was in our name, but Medicare had the ownership papers or something. And after Mike Sharp Sr. Uh, slapped Medicare one time and grabbed him by the throat and called him a fucking Jew or something right at ringside, it was off the air. But he backhanded him a couple of times. And Medicare was, you know, strictly a worker, not a not a shooter, not a athlete really. And he was terrified. And, Sharp actually acted like he did it for my dad. He said something about, there you go, Stu, or something. Maneker was furious, and he fucked off with the plane. He said he was going down to bring his daughters back. They were getting scared uh-huh. of the Vietnamese War and bullshit. He, that was the end of Maneker. He did come back years later when the Stomper was in his kind of last uh, hurrah, but Brett and Bruce wouldn't uh, tolerate Maneker. They should be looking up in the sky when Maneker was running by. Really good idea. I clicked with Maneker, mm-hmm. but... Uh, they ended up letting him go. Uh, I didn't have a lot of clout. Uh, Bruce and Keith. Bruce was my mother's pet. Keith was my dad's pet till Brett got really established in WWE, uh-huh. and Brett became my mother's real pet. You know, she because her father was a an Olympic track star, and they didn't want to talk wrestling in the same uh-huh. breath as uh, the Olympic track. He was a world. I got one minute. My... I got one minute, Smitty. I got one minute because my alarm's gonna go off here. Okay, very good. Uh, Rip, uh, wrap it up. Say anything you like. Uh, it was a real pleasure to talk to you. I'd love to talk to you again. Good luck in, with your health and uh, your loved ones. And uh, was a, I really uh, loved you as a wrestler and a friend and uh, look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully one of these days as well. Okay, Mike, say goodbye. To, I'm saying goodbye to Mike. And, Smitty, you take care of yourself. All right. You tell, hey, uh, maybe, you tell maybe, all your loved ones you, you love them. Okay? God God bless maybe you. we could get you. Maybe we could get you on um, – you know, a day where you're not doing anything, maybe we can call you up or or something. Okay, we can set it up. I got to do that. Thanks. Take care. Right, good right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Well, that was nice, Mike. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, yeah, that, it's, a, real it's always southern nice. gentleman. It's it's always nice. Uh, it's always nice telling, uh, you know, talking and telling stories, and especially, you know. Um, about, uh, you know, telling stories about uh, your dad and Rip. And I was going to ask him about the Macho Man, but I didn't have time. I was going to ask him uh, if Macho Man ever had kids. He would probably know. Oh, yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah, I I don't know. uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't think he. I don't think he did. I never heard that he did. No, me neither. Or Lanny either. I mean, uh, it's too bad. Like two strapping uh, studs like that can't have a fucking kid between them. (laughs) I don't know. I I tried to. uh, I tried to contact Lanny to see if he wanted to do the show, and uh, I never heard 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 back from him. He'd be a good guest. Especially with all the. Yeah, uh, I I would like to talk to Lanny. I haven't talked to him. My God, he could tell you. you know, he could he could t- he could tell you uh, all uh, all about the shows and stuff, and uh, I mean all the poems and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. But that was good. Anytime you get to talk to, uh, anytime you get to talk to um, to Rip Rogers is a pretty good time. And uh, yeah, know, the last time he spoke the to me, guys when to I talked to Mike, our guys that uh, worked for us, uh, you know, that were Stampede wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're you know, the ones that got the most kind of yeah, connection. Yeah, if we can get in touch with the, the Stampede wrestlers, if you can get in the hold of some of them that are still alive, that'd be pretty cool. 
You know, I mean, the next uh, time you call, I'll give you, I'll try to give you a number for Kevin Von Erich that we can maybe hook up with him in Hawaii. That'd be cool, Kevin Von Erich. Uh, you know, he's yeah, I see, he's I knew his brother Jackie. Uh, that, right? That's right. Yeah, and I knew their brother that none of them knew. He died before they were all born. Most of them, or if they were born, they they were too young to even recognize him. But Jackie was my little five-year-old buddy playmate there, you know, apart from my brothers, it's like a nice alternative to those bastards who were always up to no good. I was the big, I was the oldest, so I kind of ran the show, but, uh, you know, sometimes you get bored with, uh, you get bored with, uh, you know, and Bruce and Keith were tattletales, and Wayne and Dean were my real real little buddies. When they got old enough, I turned them into little uh, criminals. And uh, I'd wow. always, you know, find a figure a way out, for, you know, and escape for them. Like, uh, so they never got caught. But Bruce and Keith, if they ever got an inkling, they'd rat. So they'd rat in a second. Wow. Let's you know, uh, let's, let's let me let me ask you let me ask you something about the Von Erichs. I uh, do you do you think that they were cursed with all the tragedies that they had? God damn near. I mean, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, you know, that was a lot of bad shit to happen to one family, and uh, they were decent people. You know. Mhm. Now you were. Now you were just. You were telling us about a brother that nobody knew that they had, right? Well, I don't even know if he was a brother. Some little guy they teamed up with one time. They were running out of brothers. I mean, half of them were dead already, or more than that. No, and, there uh, was, They used this there guy. Was, there was there was yeah, something going on here. I was gonna say I got I got something right here. I got uh well I got something right here. I got I got Fritz von Erich's son, Jack Atkinson Junior. he said yeah. that Fritz von Erich's first form was uh was accidentally shocked unconscious and exposed uh by an exposed wire and drowned in a puddle of age six in Niagara Falls, New York. Right. Yeah, that's after they left Calgary. And uh, they lived down east in, like, in Toronto. Uh, who knows? They tell you, know, so they were probably kind of maybe, who knows if they were visiting or just uh, getting set up a uh, shop in, uh, you know, in New York. But uh, they, they sent Prince up for polish, and uh, when he was finished, uh he left, and uh, his poor son Jackie uh, was standing in a puddle of water, touched some something that wasn't grounded, and he got his ass shocked to death. He was electrocuted. Really a shame. He died. Nice so kid. he died. So he died. He was dead. Yeah, he was that. Oh, right that's on the spot. Yeah, so that's that's the first. Uh, uh, so that was. Yeah. So was these the guys don't know him. I know him. I know him. I, I played with him every day for weeks. Had Easter egg hunts with him and stuff. You know. Huh. When he wasn't home, I was disappointed. When he was home, he was just about ready to go to school, I think. You know, like when he went to New York, he probably was forced to be in school. Calgary, yeah, he, he was, was just uh, under six, the wire. Kindergarten was six, wasn't that prevalent. He was six, uh, six years old. And, uh, and, then, uh, yeah. and then, of course, uh, you know, and then, of course, Kevin Von Eric, who was uh, still living. Matter of fact, Kevin was just on, uh, on Bruce's, uh, on Bruce's uh, show. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. we should let um, him ride, slide for a while. But yeah, then we had David Von. Then we had I'd David like Von Erich, who wrestled Ric Flair for the title a couple of times. I think he even beat him. Didn't he beat him one time? 
But anyway, David, David passed away in, in Tokyo, Japan. Get sticky. I have to wash my feet. He was also guy here. And then, of course, Carrie Von Eric. Yeah. How did you like? Did you like Carrie? I loved Carrie. I thought he was uh, one of the best built uh, big boy flyers. You know, he was pretty much a baby face uh, with his uh, body and looks and uh, flash and uh, physique and all that. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a good. Uh, wrestler and a good person and uh he he had a lot of weight on his shoulders you know uh somewhere along the line uh some there, there had to be some kind of strain put on a lot of people like a domino effect with each successive death there's sort of more you know it adds to the uh to the intrigue like what the hell's going on here you know like well, enough's enough you know yeah it's a, it's a uh it's a sad, it's a sad situation. David, David, going back to David. David died February tenth, nineteen eighty four, in Tokyo, Japan, um, which was sad. And then Kerry uh, shot himself February eighteenth, nineteen ninety three. And in your brother's, in your brother's book, your brother said that Kerry had told him months before about his plans, and that he wanted to follow his late brothers, and that they were calling him. And then he also says his marriage had fallen apart through his uh, it, it, through his debt uh, was inevitable. They're saying um, yeah. that was Kerry. But I, t- I tell you one thing though: when Kerry came into and and uh, Kerry's daughter Lacey is beautiful. Have you seen uh, pictures of Lacey? I did see her when she was trying to break in. Uh, I thought she was a great specimen, and I don't know what happened. She she gave it up or. Or not. She was wrestling for T and uh, she was wrestling for T and A before she left the business. She left the business in uh, 2010, but I think she's, I think she's starting her own wrestling company up with. Uh, I think she's in on that that new wrestling company with DDP's daughter and uh, Hulk Hogan's daughter. I think she's doing something with them. I could be mistaken. Oh. Well, who knows? Uh, uh, it's like Hulk ready for another harvest. Hulk needs another hundred million to kind of get him through the, the early uh, New Year or something. And uh, let's let's you know let's milk the cow, kick the cow one more time, get get some shit out know, of it right? before anybody um, else realizes that the tits full again. You know, you can squeeze yeah, out of skim milk. I guess Hogan. Yeah. Well, you know, Hogan was Hogan was definitely wrong in what. What happened to him? I mean, uh, it's sad that that people have to do that. Speaking of speaking of Hulk Hogan, the other day I was watching. Do you ever watch uh, Law and Order SVU? Not really. I don't watch TV. Okay. Well, office. anyway, anyway, Richard Richard Belzer is on there, and my yeah. nephew, my nephew, we were watching a, a show, and Richard Belzer was on there. And my and I and, he, and I said I said to my nephew I said Richard Belzer once sued Hulk Hogan, so he said why and I showed him the video of Saturday night a Saturday night uh, you know a Saturday night thing or whatever a show that he was on Richard Belzer's I guess yeah. you know, or whatever and he put he put him in like a front face like or a chin lock and you I don't know if you've seen it but he he actually puts him out. And Mr. T is making light of the whole thing. He's saying he's just sleeping. 
when when uh. Richard Belzer got back to his feet and he said, All right, we're going to the commercial he he had all he had he got a lot of stitches in the back of his head. Well he, he ended he had up eleven doing, stitches? What the hell were the stitches from? How do you get stitches? The stitches what, what were stitch from when, what happened was what happened was Hogan had Hogan had him in like a a, a chokehold or something, a front face lock yeah. or a chin lock, and he ended up yeah. you know, twerking, twerk, uh, twerking it, twerking it, and then what's his name? Belzer slipped out of Hogan's. Belzer's body went limp, and he slipped out of yeah. Hogan's arm, and he hit the back of the, He ended up hitting the back of his head, and that's where and and yeah. you could see there was blood all over the back of his jacket. You could see that that he um well what did he know, bang his head like what what uh, usually you gotta cut your head or whack it pretty hard to break through the skin and well he did you know. because he was bleeding that you could see the blood but Richard yeah. Belzer sued sued Hogan actually Hogan said it uh, Hogan said in the book that Richard Belzer bought a bought a house in France or something and named, and named it after Hogan uh, Hogan like the Chez Shay Hogan or something. Shay Hogan, of, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, you know, you can't hurt, you can't harm people. Like, you know, you can't take liberties. I can see, you know, maybe uh, you want the guy to sell your sleeper hole, and you're gonna fake it with him, and you just sort of say, I don't trust this fucking sickly Jew here to do what I want. So I'm gonna really put him to sleep. You know, I'm gonna, you know. But because uh, I, I went in the ring for they were gonna demonstrate the sleeper hold with the Scott brothers or whoever years ago. And I ran in, uh, and uh, I think I snuck in. Well, man, didn't want me in, so I wanted to see. I wanted. I'm gonna see what the sleeper hold feels like. And of course, they didn't put it on me. They said, "Just relax. Just we'll tell you what to do. Just small down, close your eyes." I said, "Fuck! I wanted to. I wanted to be put out." So I'm just lying there going with the program. But uh, anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I wanted to ask you something. Did you did your dad end up training you how to wrestle? Um, to some degree. Um, yeah, he, he, you know, to 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 a pretty good degree. But uh, you know, it was it was uh, even though he tried to make it kind of steady, it was broken up. You know, uh, sometimes you you didn't get to even see him for six months or something. You know, he. You just don't cross paths. You're, you're here. You're at college. You're out of town. You're um, living out of town. You know, just different things. You know, and you know, if you hit and miss, and you know, you see each other maybe at Christmas and uh, Easter and Stampede or something. And that's about it. But anyway, um, yeah, we we you know, I did get a lot of training and psychology out of my dad, like. Uh, just wrestling in the ring is one thing, and being a wrestler, period, is a whole other thing. It's a big that's a big dimension. You know, you can learn the trade up to a point, and then you get experience uh, to bolster that. But you got to have some good psychology and uh, some good kind of proper uh, manners or uh, behavior. You know, whatever. You can't be mm-hmm. too primitive or. You know, you're not gonna work. You're not gonna get the respect. If people are gonna like, if you're too much of a fucking Neanderthal, uh, you know, you can play the role like Abdul or the Great Antonio or something. But or, you know, but uh, you know, it only works up to a point. You know, Abdul couldn't pull that yeah. shit off. Uh, you know, except, you know, in the right yep. circumstances. Otherwise, somebody just shoot him. Mm. <laughs> 
Did you get trained by any other wrestler like you, wrestlers? Like your brother Brett was trained by Mr. I uh, got trained you know, by the entire uh, entourage of uh, uh, Vern Gagne's uh, wrestling faction, IWE and uh, uh, Uno Japan. And uh, guys like Tanaka and uh, Kimura and uh, Kazatsu and Inoue and Amami and uh, um, Tokyo Joe is all Tokyo Joe and uh, the great Saki's, uh, you know, boys. And they're all sumo guys. Hito came from there. Sakurata came from there. The same guys that trained Brett. They all came from that camp. And uh, Vernon Gagne was probably the most wrestling oriented of all the guys there, more so than Jim, than the NWA or uh, Vince McMahon Sr. You know, he, Burn liked real wrestlers, so they were pretty uh, solid guys. And uh, I really uh, regret that I didn't stay the full year. I, I crapped out and bullshitted my way home at their expense for Christmas. See you later, leaving all my stuff and just fucking left a bunch of empty suitcases and shit that I didn't want anyway. And, uh, you know, but then soon, and I, got, I was much improved when I got back and uh, I got some, I got really good uh, review, you know, uh, you know, reception from the fans and stuff. And I didn't want to go back. It's like, what the fuck am I going back all the way back there for, for more beatings and shit, you know, and they, they'll, they'll, they work the shit out of you there. And, you know, you hit somebody uh, too hard, uh, you're going to find out, uh, you know, twice as hard what it feels like, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one of the, and a lot of guys that, that came out of that camp, Brian Gagne's camp, you know Brad Riggins. He was a he was another uh, an, a, a yeah, good, good wrestler. wrestler. He, he was an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, yeah, I remember a lot of Greg, good, good comments. Greg came I out of there. A lot of good comments. Blackjack Lanza came out of there. He was a big boy, Blackjack. Yeah, yeah. Jim Bronzel came out of there. Jumping Jim Bronzel. Iron yeah. Sheik, Kazlo Davari, right? Yeah, Kazro Basiri. Basiri? Yeah, I was close. Not bad for an atheist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sadistic atheist, uh, homo. Anyway, just kidding. Which I'm, which, I'm, which I'm neither, but it's okay. I get no, that. Yeah. I, I get that mistaken a lot. Um, uh-huh. Rick Flair, Flair came out of that, that camp. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think who else. So many. Uh, Bill Irwin, I like Bill Irwin, but again, Vince McMahon yeah, a lot of guys, was a uh, that Maybe player. didn't come out of there, but they certainly were there a lot. Like the Vashons were in and out of there all the time. It's good for them. And um, George Gordienko, uh, until he got sort of blackballed from the States, uh, you know, he, he he lived in Minnesota. But, uh, mm-hmm. How about Sergeant Slaughter? He was another guy. And Larry Henning, yeah. he was a big guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, too, bad Bruiser, uh, Larry, too bad we couldn't get Larry on. Too bad you couldn't get a number for Larry. Yeah, well, maybe I can. I don't know. Uh, we'll see That'd be it, great. Uh, the axe. Buddy, Buddy, Ro- <laughs> Buddy Rose. Buddy Rose was funny. Remember Blow Away when McMahon had that idea to do the Blow Away? That well, Buddy, it was Buddy's idea. 
Oh, yeah. The Duke Lowell fat, mm-hmm. yep. How about Baron Von Rusty? <laughs> that guy was big, too. Yeah, that was another uh, Minnesota boy, Gagne boy. Yeah, so so many, uh, so so many, so so many, uh, so so many, uh, so many wonderful guys came out of Roy Gagne's uh, camp and, and yeah, even Harley Race uh, originally came from there, didn't he? And then he moved to Kansas City. Well, like Harley used to drive uh, Happy Humphrey around or something and care for him. Squatter, <laughs> Squatter Humphrey. Yeah, yeah, that was his uh, break in wrestling. He got to drive Humphrey around and uh, hose him down or whatever they needed to prep him up for the mm-hmm. dressing room and wrestling matches and whatnot. Let's see. You know, guys, guys, uh, only a thousand pounds, um, yeah, or, you know, eight hundred pounds. From sixty-five. From yeah, I I see that. Yeah, it says in AWA. Oh, Rick, oh, they tagged up him and uh, let's see. It says that uh, that in the AWA, Race and Henning branded themselves as handsome Har- oh as handsome Harley Race, which was actually given to Monica him to him by fans in Japan, and Pretty Boy Larry Henning, a cocky heel oh, yeah. villain tag team oh championship. Race and Henning continued the feud with the Boozer and the Crusher. Yeah, that's very, interesting. Yeah, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, let's see what this is. Here. <laughs> uh, oh, it says race was recruited by St. Joseph wrestling promoter um, Gust Karras. Car- Gust Karras, uh, yeah, Gustus Karras, yeah. yeah. Who hired who hired race to do odd jobs for his promotion, including, and you're right, including cho- cho- chauffeuring. The 800-pound wrestler Happy Humphrey eventually yeah. Ray started wrestling on some of his shows, and um, some veteran wrestlers helped further Ray's training. At the age of 18, he moved to Nashville and began wrestling under the ring name of Jack Long, forming a tag team uh, storyline uh, with brother. John Long. Hmm. I wonder who that was. But, uh, John Long. But I don't John know. Long, but Harley Race. I don't know. I don't know who who John Long is. Let me check. I could check it out while I'm, I'm cruising yeah, this whole thing. It might be. It might be that's available. what I like about. That's what I like about your show. We just did a show with Rip Rogers, and now we're and now yeah. we're uh, now we're just talking about different wrestlers, and we're we're. Are we on the air still? Are you taping this or not? Yeah, we're on the air still. We're alive. Oh, we're good, not taping good, it. good. Yeah, because well, that's good. I hope it's live or when somebody's getting the of record. Of course it's live. It's I just get live. It's, yeah, because we're all of the show. Yep. This is yeah, live. This is you, the Heart Grapevine with Smith Hart, number, uh, episode number 24. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find out who John Long is. That That would... Yeah, that would be great if we if we uh, if I could. Oh, and I have nothing for him. I have no. I can't even put it down. Hey, you know what I wanted to ask you? What did you What did you think about What did you, th- what did you think about wrestlers that had jobs, like not jobs like jobbing out, like wrestlers that had like like you know everybody had a profession, like like yeah. Bill Allen. Bill Allen was the goon. He was a hockey player. 
you know. Skinner Skinner was a Skinner was a uh, an alligator hunter. Supposedly, Um, yeah. You know, Dank was a clown. (laughs) Yeah. Drosy was a garbage man. Yeah, Duke Dusty Drosy was a garbage man. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, did everything. He was a plumber. He was a pizza man. He was a garbage man. He was everything. If you remember those vignettes that he did. Uh, RRS, Erwin R. Scheister, Mike Rotundo, was a... Was not was not he worked for the, he was the IRS Internal Revenue Services, right? He later became so, VK Wall Street too in uh, WCW. Oh really? Uh, yep, VK. So what do you, you know see about that John kid. Long? You find John Long Nothing. in there? Nothing. I didn't see anything about him. Nothing at all. Eh? Oh, too bad. I don't know. It didn't. There's nothing that's connecting. I don't know. We'd have to ask Holly. Who John Long is. So what year was that? Was that like 1956 I got or something? I'll get, it, I'll get it right now. It was, uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. Hold on. Um, uh, let's see. Race early early career. Uh, it doesn't say what year yet. It says oh. Uh, let's see. It says uh, all right. It says he moved to Nashville, began wrestling under the name Jack Long, formed the tag team with with uh, John Long. The the duo quickly captured the Southern Tag Team Championship. Race was seen as a rising star in the business with the bright future until a car accident put him out of action. With his leg coming close to being amputated, his pregnant wife, Vincent Louise Jones, died instantly. They have been married a little over a month. Karras heard about um, his employee's condition, went rushing to the hospital, and blocked the planned amputation, declaring it over my dead body. In doing so, he saved Race's leg. Although he recovered... What happened? Who who is the guy that saves his life? Saves his leg. Who they saved Harley? Like, yeah, yeah I know. Who's the one that stopped it? It was it Harley himself, or who stopped it? No, it was Karis who stopped it. Karis, Gus Karis, yeah. Gus, okay. yeah. He he stopped and said, "Over my dead body." In doing so, he saved Grace's leg. Although he recovered, doctors told Race that he may not never walk again. Um, and then, uh, and then let's see. And then, his wrestling career was all. And now his wrestling career was over. Uh, Race endured grueling physical therapy oh for several months and made a full recovery. Yeah. Fought, uh, fought in the Worldwide Wrestling uh, Federation (WWWF). As the great Mortimer, 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 in 1963, and then it said in 1964 he returned to the ring wrestling for the Funks in Amarillo, and it said that he didn't go to American uh, Wrestling Association until 1965. Hmm. So So, you don't know. I don't know what year that was, but he Harley's been around for a long time. I met Harley. He's a nice guy. I met. I, I got yeah. to meet Harley, and uh, I got to meet him in 2009 
when uh, when he when he did an appearance for uh, Just Incredible, and uh, he's a nice guy, hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, hold on, I got somebody. Hey, 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 I got somebody. I got somebody for oh. us. This this show is yeah. getting even better. He says he's. Yeah. He's, I got I got another guest. I think. Hold on. Hold on. You get a blow on those fucking papers. They're just, they're just a bit. I got, I got. We're doing pretty. Uh, hold on, we're doing pretty good uh, tonight. Hold on one second. We're doing. Uh, we're doing pretty. Uh, we're doing pretty. Uh, pretty good. We we might have a uh, a guest. Oh, that's funny. What time is it? Oh, I see. I see. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm on hold here for some reason. Yeah. They're, they're professionals. They get good equipment, and they're, they're not just too bad. They're, they're dirty Eastern with that set-up shop there. Okay, Smith. Uh, I yeah. got a guest. I got a guest for us, ladies and gentlemen. He is the. Ma- he, oh, he's nice. one of my favorite. He, he, listen, he's one of my favorite people. I actually got to meet him the first time in Jersey Wrestling Federation in a locker room of who's who. He's a good friend of my friend, Mister Magic, who I always talk. Whom I always talk about. He's here tonight to talk about the Big Apple NWA. He's bringing old school back. He is the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson. Smitty Hart. Andrew, how, welcome how to are the you, show. Smith? Great, Andy. Great, great. I'm, I'm uh, missed you. Uh, I haven't seen you. Yeah, I thought we'd missed you, so I'm even extra happy now. It's all better. All oh, the better. Yeah. Hear you. How are you feeling, buddy? How are you feeling? You know, um, I'm. I have more bad days than I have good days as far as pain goes, and I'm not sure what's going to be done about it. Uh, they, they, I'm on a program that they say they can't alter the dosage. It's an experimental bullshit thing, all free. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll be expressing my concerns. Uh, I'm going to just, you know, take their. You know, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to live every day in goddamn pain. Uh, you know, but uh, you know. Mentally, I'm good, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, this is just radiation on top of everything else. Uh, and then the pills you got to take. Makes you tired, huh? Oh, man, it uh, takes all your energy and it gives you a lot. And the pills constipate the hell out of you. It's just, just a dirty, vicious cycle. Yeah. But I appreciate you asking me. Uh, basically, uh, 
you know, I have love in my heart and uh, my kids are all healthy and, uh, you know, I'm living in a pretty nice country and, uh, you know, I can't complain, but uh, there's a lot of bad things going on around the world. And, yes. Uh, it's, it's the world you know, you, you travel around world. the world. I know you see a lot of it firsthand and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a different world, different planet from when we were kids, right, Smith? Oh, definitely. You know, um, I mean, it's not, it's just uh, the, the, the political the political aspects of it have become, you know, insane, and the financial, totally. yeah, the financial um, um, aspects of it, the, the ratio between the poor and the rich have gotten has gotten worse, and I think the middle class are suffering, and uh, it's just it's gotten insane, and I think um, between Hillary and Trump in, in the states and all the revolutions going on in the world, and you got Putin on the other end of the planet waiting to pick up the scraps, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's hungry. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. yeah, he's not ha- he's greedy dog. You know, he's mm-hmm. but aren't they all? The more they got, the more they want. But listen, I want to tell you, I miss I miss seeing you at the Hall of Fame in New York. I miss we always, you and I always had some great conversations about the house in Puerto Rico and you know all the oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, remember all those conversations we had? We had late conversations at the uh, at the New York Hall of Fame in Amsterdam. And yeah, then, you know, yeah, I'll miss those days. Uh, maybe those maybe days, we can both uh, head down to Wichita Falls sometime. And, uh, yeah, I, you, you know, know what? The place is beautiful. i got to give it hats off to Johnny Manitow. It's beautiful. I've been there uh, two or three times already, and uh, I wrestled at the Hall of Fame, the, the, the show that they had to raise money um, for, the, for, you know, the awareness that the hall is there, and it's in Texas. And, you know, it's it was just it's a really good thing that, that Johnny and uh, – and, and, uh, and his wife are doing take take the ball to a new level, and you know uh, I think it was just a um, one of the best things that, that uh, Tony Villano did. He was he's, he's still you know yeah my yeah, eyes. Tony knew what he was doing. He's the Gene Roddenberry of the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? He's the creator, yeah. so he he made that for a, a place for for everyone to have. And you know I'm just you know I've been honored to have a little little tiny section there myself. Some memorabilia put in, and you know um, it's just a great. The Hart family has a lot of stuff in there. Obviously, it's amazing. So um, yeah, you just, know, despite your busy calendar, you're you're uh, getting something going in New York. Uh, yeah, the Big uh, Apple. We started um, I, I, at the Cauliflower Alley uh, last year. I spoke to Bruce Tharp and James Beard um, uh, about story. You know, they, they they approached me and they they seemed very interested. And you know, and and I and then I, I responded back to them with my business partner Ebenezer Baldwin Bowles from Arkansas. <laughs> And obviously, I live in New Jersey, New York area, so we decided that there's really no NWA presence in the New York area. It hasn't been there since um, the old Crockett days, and um, you know, he had small factions calling themselves NWA. You know, they own part, a, a portion of the franchise, but they never really succeeded. Um, yeah. We, my partner and I, we decided to, uh, you know, run our first show in the Bronx in this past October, and. Uh, Unfortunately, it was homecoming week, so the, the Bronx, um, and, uh, what was it called, uh, Mount St. Vincent's College in the Bronx wound up canceling the show on us. So we decided 2017 was going to be our year, and we're going to hit it really hard. And we're starting in beautiful um, urban Hackensack, New Jersey, at Hackensack High School. And um, uh, in we got a show. It's a 2,200-seat uh, gymnasium. And um, we have our first show is going to be uh, called Black, Blue, and Proud. Uh, because it's uh, January 27th is the the end of January, but February becomes Black History Month, and 
uh, Hackensack is predominantly uh, a, a black neighborhood, and we're going to try to do what we can to honor Black History Month. And blue is because of all the turmoil and tension going on between police and African Americans and minorities, you know, nationally and uh, here in the United States. And you know, I figured it, what 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 better way than to bring the community closer with the law enforcement that has given so much, you know. So we're, we're donating yeah, a portion of it. Yeah, so we're, we're donating a portion of the money to the New York New York PBA of uh, Widows and Orphans and the Hackensack, New Jersey, which is a pretty big town, pretty big city yeah. in New Jersey, the Widows and Orphans Fund, and <laughs> donating money to Hackensack High School to whatever they need. So we're, we're, we have all the NWA heavy, heavyweight champions on there. We have the tag team champions, Rob Conway and Matt Riviera. Uh, they'll be going up against the Sons of Samoa, uh, Alpha Jr. and uh, – and Lloyd, um, and we also have Tim Storm, the, the new, newly crowned NWA heavyweight champion. He'll be defending the title against uh, against another uh, former WWE guy you know very well, um, um, Charlie Haas. Oh yeah, great wrestler. <clears throat> yep, he's a hell of a hell of a wrestler. And uh, then uh, we also have um, uh, Jazz, the women's heavyweight champion, NWA women's heavyweight champion. She'll be wrestling an opponent there. Well, we still haven't really broken uh, the news yet, but. Uh, Rodney Mack will be on the show. Uh, her husband Rodney Mack will be on the show. I will obviously I'll be oh, yeah. wrestling. Um, um, Crowbar from WCW will be there. Um, it, it, the list is just uh, is getting higher and higher. I think Shelton Benjamin yeah. is doing an appearance. So Shelton Benjamin, yeah, Charles Rock, Corner. So it's, we got a really good thing going, and uh, and we're we're just going to snowball. We're going to run three four shows a year uh, initially. Three four big shows a year. And the rest are going to be smaller yeah. shows, like a TV taping, you know, in um, the tri-state New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area. And, you know, we'll mm. see what happens, you know. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hey, you know, I was going to say, you this Friday, nice crowd, you well, feed, them, say, uh, feed them right sorry, there. Yes, They're going to come back like little dogs. Huh? I couldn't hear you. I couldn't get you. I say uh, you get a nice crowd and you treat them right, feed them right, uh, wine them and dine them, kind of, you know, give, give them uh, Absolutely. You know, you know, you know Smith, this is funny you should say that. You know what we're doing? We're going to have the concession. Hackensack High School, actually, they're running the concession stands. But we're having, oh, uh, certain, on one side of the ring, we're having VIP tables and, uh, for, for both sponsors and for, for uh, people that want to buy. You know, sometimes people want to sit together, so we give them group seats, tables of six yeah. on one side yeah. of the ring, and they get, they, they're not going to get bottle service, but they're going to get soda, they're going to get chips, they're going to get concessions delivered to their table. You know, yeah. compliments of of, of of the show, and uh, it, it's going to be a pretty, really, really, really good thing. Children, actually, children, children on, uh, from grammar school, all the grammar school kids and elementary school kids get a free ticket yeah. as long as they're accompanied by a paid adult. As long as they drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just eat and drink. That's yeah. all, you know. So. Yeah, but, well, that's uh, really good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, and. Uh... Yeah, wish you well on that. We're 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 bringing it. We're doing old school wrestling, like James Beard said. We're not having a lot of cruiserweights and flip floppers on these shows. You know, no spots, no. monkeys, no spot fest. You know, if you can't call it in the ring, you don't belong in the ring. You cut you know, cross uh, with Harry uh, Smith, my nephew, much here and there. I I run up to Harry every now and again. Uh, actually, you know yeah. what's funny? Um, Harry Harry sent me a picture a few a few years ago of Brian Knobs' asshole. 
Oh God, yeah, that was God. That, but yeah, oh, tell, God, us, that tell, was, tell us the story about what you did. That was I loved it. It looked like somebody had just pulled a fence post out of his ass, and as soon as it was Shiver pulled out, his ass froze. You know I, I, I think Chris McMahon's um, his, his Cadillac fell out of his ass. That's right. Yeah, his limo. Yeah. Joe Laurinaitis calls Bri- uh, Brian Thomas's ass the bat cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I did to Nobs, I did I did a rib on. I was signing. Brian and I were signing at uh, Parsippany, New Jersey, at the Sheridan Hotel this uh, Halloween weekend, and um, we had a really good crowd, and, and we have a line going out, and you know Brian's signing you know, his pictures out, and he's trying to be professional, and you know how Brian is, he, he gets all serious, you know, and he, but behind him, he's, he's still he's, he's contemplating a way to rib you. So I figured I'll 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 get the ribbon first. So what I did was I had my 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 eight by ten printer yeah. print out about forty pictures of Nobs' ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I I strategically had my assistant distract him. Um, it distracted him. So while he was distracted, I slid under each of his um, each of his pictures. On um, underneath the second picture would be a picture of, of Brian's. Ass and it says on it, knobs is asshole, and uh, big bold letters on it. So this lady comes over and uh, she's buying the pictures and she picks up the first picture. She goes, I want this one. She picks up, gives it to Brian this time, and all of a sudden, now I'm filming this. He has no idea. All of a sudden, the lady looks over and sees the picture. It says knobs is asshole. She goes, Wait a minute, I want this one. He goes, What? He goes, I already signed this one. She goes, No, but I want this one. He goes, I just signed this one. She goes, But this is different. He turns around, looks at it, knobs, looks, and he goes. Drew Anderson, you son of a bitch, you better put that away. You better make it go away. You better make it go away. And then uh-huh. and without without missing the beat, he turns from well, looking at me who and I'm tackling like a freaking like like a hyena. He turns around without missing a beat, looks at the girl and says, You know, the remote from the Holiday Inn fell out of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was uh, I was dying. I was laughing no, so really. hard, man. Uh, yeah. Smitty, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you the video on, on, on Facebook. I'm going to send it to you. And you that, check it out. That, yeah. That's not oh, him. Hey, Andrew, that's not him. That's not him. It's a fake. What, my Facebook? It's just a guy that uh, checks uh, stuff with me and once in a while will be an asshole and flip his own shit in. And uh, he's tricky and, uh, you know, pussy, but uh, I just juggle him around, try not to get too much pus on my claws. Uh, oh. as, I, as I juggle juggle him and uh, you know use him to my advantage while he thinks he's using me to his and sometimes it's wow. mutual but whatever. I thought uh, that, whatever was, you, that was you. I always thought that was you. I'm, I want to so did I. Yeah, well, basically, it's my thoughts. Uh, he does check most of that with me. I'd say about ninety percent at least. But uh, he does slip his own shit in once in a while, and that's very annoying. And uh, but then I don't want other people or would fail me in too many other ways, so I leave it the way it is. It's well, I tell you what, no, uh, Michael, Mike, Mike will call me. Mike, call me and give me Smitty's number, and I'll send it to him by a text. The the, the video. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll, of course, I'll, yeah, okay. I'll definitely do that for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, like that, that was a funny video, man. I love that. Hey, uh, how's your family doing? Everybody's doing good. My oldest daughter's in Africa. She's studying abroad for the second time. She was in Australia last year. She's in Africa. She's in Ghana. She's um, studying human rights. So, you know, Smitty, you're yeah, proud get, of her. I'll get you a text number. She's 21 years old now, and my my youngest is uh, 
is 11, and she was top honors in her class for the fifth grade. That's a pretty big thing, you know, considering two years yeah. ago she was having trouble reading, you know. So, you know, uh, education is really important for the children. I mean, look at my oldest. My oldest yeah. is really phenomenal, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, you you, you just got to be, you know, with, with, with what Smith's going through, you know, it, it just goes to show you no matter how tough you are, Brett went through it too, you know. I was I, I talked to yeah. Brett not, not too long ago at Lenses of Wrestling after uh, the one that Knobs runs, actually. I spoke to Brett. Right yeah, after he, he had, might oh, have spread, the prostate spread to the hip before it was diagnosed, and then he said, we can't even do a biopsy now. You, you're fucked. you got to just take, you know, we can only treat wow. it. We can't cure it. They can't remove the prostate. In Brett's case, that's, where, that's as far as it was, so they removed it. Yeah. It already spread to my left hip, and now it's spread to both hips and all over. But to supposed minor degrees, but whatever they're doing, whether it's the painkillers, the laxatives, the goddamn, uh, uh, you know, uh, pain, you know painkillers are, are uh, you know, constipating. And then, yeah. uh, you know, the just the uh, disability. I got, I got no energy, no strength, no nothing. It's, it's just Damn. 24 hours a day of pain, but it's supposedly, you know, after the radiation does its damage that you're supposed to be sort of back to normal, and that's, that's weeks down the road from now and well, listen. I, I pray to God. I pray to God that that, that you're okay. Uh, you know, Smitty. I always think of you every now and again. You know, and I, I crack up with some of the conversations you and I have between shots. Between yeah, we'll have some more. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's another reason to live a few more decades. You know, I got to see my friends. Yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't seen each other in in, in about two years, and I you know I miss. I think we. Yeah. When was the last time we saw? When I think I think it might have been in New York. Yeah, um, I think it was New York, upstate yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Well, it's always a pleasure to see you, my friend. It is, man. Uh, you're, it's great you're, uh, talking to you. Business. It's just, it's you know, just you're great talking to you. Listen, take, have Mike give you my number. You call me anytime you want, man. You call me, brother. I, I respect you. I respect all you did in the business and what you've done for the business. And, uh, and you know, I mean, you're 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 one of the guys who says says it like it is, and I always respect that of you. And you know, if I was doing something stupid, you were the first one to tell me that. So, and I appreciate it. And that's why I always appreciated Thanks. you. So, you know, when I was I was breaking into business, you were one of the few guys. And if I did something to look like shit, you weren't one of the guys that's going to fluff me and say, ah, oh, it's all right, it's all right. The fans didn't know. You told me. I don't care if the fans know, but you knew. You know. So. Yeah. And I yeah. remember you saying that to me, and I was like, and yeah. I was like, you know. So you uh you really you you've been there for me, and I appreciate it, man. And if you ever need anything, you feel free to call me right away, pal. Hey, you know, right. you know, I I actually need we well not we could he could use it more than me. Uh, I wanted to talk about your pop, Greg the Hammer okay. Valentine. Maybe yeah. we could get Greg on one day with Smith. Absolutely, I'll give you Greg's yeah, number sure. when, when we hang up. I'll have Greg call in, and we actually you call him and get Greg in and find out what we're doing. We're actually doing a book on Johnny Valentine right now on uh, on Grandpa over there, and uh, you know it's oh, it's called Ribs and Road Stories. And it says in parentheses, this is not a cookbook. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, um, what, so yeah, what happened doing... to that biography that you were putting out for yourself? Oh, uh, was... uh, behind the ropes, behind the ropes. Did it come uh, out? The documentary. Now, what happened was that the, my, my agent that was, that was running it, um, it was called the It Factor Productions. They were funding it. They they handled still a lot of the footage. Between there was a lot of it was of me, Jimmy Snuka, uh, Paul Under, Jake Snake Roberts, Greg Beefcake, um, to, like I said, Tony Atlas. Um, I'm trying to think. Diamond Dallas Page. 
we're all in it. Superstar Billy Graham and I had a great interview and everything, and we're, we're talking about the careers and how, how generations overlap. And it was basically a really good 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 story about being on the road as a semi-indie pro, pro wrestler who never really made it big in either WCW or WWE, but still managed to make a living in, in this crazy world of wrestling and, and survive and thrive, which is what I've been. I, you know, I, I've compared myself to the cockroach. You know, you drop an atom bomb and you're still there. You know, people yeah. said I would go away years ago. I'm still here, Smith. Yeah, you know? a real survivor, uh, in, inbred mongrel, feral survivor. Absolutely. You know. That's what I am. And you know what? And, being, and being close to you, hey, and being close to you near the ring, buddy, you scared the shit out of me a lot of, a lot <laughs> yeah. of times. I scared the shit out of a lot <laughs> yeah. of people, pal. Listen, but the, the yeah, documentary... What happened with that was that with the the, the It Factor Productions decided um, they got somebody smooth talked them into producing Gigi on Broadway. So they oh, yeah. produced oh. Gigi on Broadway and they won a couple of Tony Awards. So when they won those Tony Awards, they went to produce another play and another one, and then they threw us on the back burner. And that's basically where we are. We're sitting in limbo, waiting to get the funding back to restart it. But you know, since that happened, now Jimmy Snooker was indicted. Jimmy Snooker had to go through all his stuff, and Jimmy was was Jimmy was my trainer. He trained me, so a lot of the footage with him now is in limbo. Fantastic publicity! Um, it's all great publicity. You know. It is, it is, but still, it's in limbo. We don't know where to go with that. Number two, um, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you, you have a lot of stuff going on now. With um, with Brutus went into the uh, to the to back to the, working with the WWE. So can we use that footage? We don't know. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, Greg just resigned his. His legends contract deal too, as did Honky Tonk. So, and they're all they're all part of it. Hacksaw's in the in the um, in the documentary, as is Ron Simmons, you know, and um, you know, and and we'll see what happens down the road. But right now, I'm concentrating on my book. It's called my book is tentatively titled. It's really not my fault. Um, Greg's yeah. book is coming out also. Well, we have our, both of us are being uh, books are being written by the same. Writer, my my partner in the NWA Big Apple, Ebenezer Baldwin Bowles, and his publishing company. So we we're, we we got, we got a lot going on, and you know, hopefully everything will work out. It was with Greg this weekend. We were in yeah, um, those, those we books were, uh, become collector's editions uh, almost immediately, like immediately, Penny Banner's yeah. book that she gave me. It's worth seventy five bucks on the internet, US. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. just it's 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 a really um it's a really uh you know it's 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 something good. I want to get all my my memoirs out there and everything while I can, you know, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it has stuff to do with life in general, not just wrestling, you know, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, um, it's, it's, it's really been a, a, a nice, nice, crazy trip, you know, I mean, from, from, I wrestled on four, five out of, five out of, yeah, five of the continents. I wrestled in Africa, Asia, North America, South America, and Europe. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's five, five continents. It was a great, it's been a great yeah, one. Oh, in Australia, six continents. Six Antarctica. Continents. So, yeah. You know? You want to hit the South Pole one of these days. <laughs> yeah, next time you're in New I'm Zealand or something. Yeah, or Chile. You better, you better stay strong because if I'm going to South Pole, you're coming with me, pal, and you're bringing the, you're bringing the hard liquor. It could be a cure down there, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe, 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 and, maybe you know, the, the bacteria. Yeah. Cure for cancer bacteria yeah. hidden in the ice. Yeah, right? if you can live with the ice in your joints, uh, great. You got you got probably a good two hundred years to go. <laughs> hey, uh, hey Angel, did you catch? Uh, did, I was going to ask him. If, if, did you catch uh, Bill Goldberg return this past Sunday on the Survivor Series? No, I, wait, well, Goldberg's return. 
Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I loved it. Listen, I love Bill. Bill's a good friend of mine, and, you know, I really I, – I, I love the guy, and I think it's great, you know, that his family got to see him perform. And, you know, and I think – I don't think it's the end of it. I think they're going to have a rematch, and I think Bill is going to sign – you know, and I, I think he looks great. You know, he's a lot leaner and he's, he's more yeah. MMA and MMA style because he's been training. He actually trained with Kimbo Slice and before Kimbo oh. passed away, and he trains a lot of MMA style, you know, for uh, UFC guys. So he's in great shape. So he can, he can go toe-to-toe with Brock in a, in a shoot, if you ask me. Um, um, the age factor would, would would prove to be the the, the difference, but uh, Bill is still in tremendous shape. He's um, He's a great guy, and... I wish him well, and you know, I mean, he's done a lot for me, and he's he's he's, he's really you know helped me out in the past few years, along with with knobs and and uh, yeah. um, the legends of wrestling, and and you know, I'm I'm not a legend, but I was included with the legends of wrestling, and I was honored to be there on their shows, and you know, to, just to work with those guys has been tremendous, you know, and you know the the, the the talent, and just to be in a room with those guys, and I want to thank Brian Knobs over the years for 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 having faith in me and. And that, and Bill, Bill Goldberg and Frank mm. Santini, you know, um, that's, that was yep. a great thing with them. And, uh, you know, that was at City um, Field, right? Yeah, we did City Field and we did Mikasuki, Florida at the resorts. And they've done various appearances at um, different ballparks, um, like, like the Mar- Florida Marlins, Pittsburgh Pirates. So they've done appearances. I, I, I just do the wrestling aspect of it, I don't do the appearances because I'm not that big of a, uh, about that high on the total pole in a spectacular. That's not true. By the way, no, you got guys like Booker T, you got WWE mainstays. I can't compete with those. I mean, those guys are yeah, but you were in the movie The Wrestler. Yeah, that's that was that was a that was a that was a real being in the movie helped me a lot, helped my career a lot, got me a lot of endorsements, got me Skittle, everything from Skittles to Doritos to Campbell's soup to Luton's cough drops, you name it. I mean, I've done so many endorsements; it's ridiculous. I just finished two Campbell's soup commercials. You know, mm-mm, good. It's now mm-mm, yeah. ching, you know, so. That's and good. also you did Suplex the Rainbow. That was my favorite. And you also did the other commercial yeah. where you, with the Doritos. Yeah, the Doritos was a lot of fun, too. Hey, have, have you talked oh, to Magic, Andrew Morgan? How's he doing? Of course. I speak to Andrew every day, actually. He's my best tell friend. I love him. To give me a, tell him to give me a holler. I'd like to have him work for my NWA. So, oh man, that'd be great, brother. I would love I would love uh, for him to do that. He's he's doing really good, you know. He's wrestling for different promotions. Actually, he just did uh, the 20th uh, anniversary of uh, Jersey All Pro. Wow, yeah. I, 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 um, I don't know. I was not invited. <laughs> I wasn't invited. I only did their first shows, you know, but I, I don't get invited to those. I don't know why. So, um, I don't know either. There, it's 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 crazy. Although I was just gonna say something too. When you did the when you did the movie The Wrestler, that building, the Pioneer Club, is no longer there. Yeah, it's, it was knocked down. It was in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. They they leveled that place. Yeah. About six. That was my favorite place that I performed with Richie Rotten. I like that place. Yeah, Richie Richie's a great guy. I haven't seen him much since um, uh, Tony Schaaf died. Yeah, the heart attack. Yeah, I was there. I went to the. I know Tony was a great manager. I went to his uh, his wake. Me and Magic, we drove together, and uh, it was uh, it was um, it was sad. But Magic's doing good. Also, I don't know if you heard about that kid, Mike Davis. Did you hear about Mike Davis's passing? No, no. Mike Davis used to wrestle. Well, he was wrestling for UWA Elite, and uh, last night he got shot in the face outside of his home. Oh Jesus Christ! Is he yeah. dead or alive? Or oh, he's dead. Wow, that's crazy. He was 25 years old. Wow, wow. Random shot. 
Yeah, wow. That's like I was saying to Smitty just now, it's a different world we live in now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's getting yeah, worse. It's a different world, Smith. You know what I mean? You can't if, – if, if, you, if you hit somebody in the face, they sue you. You know, the boys don't some there's, there's this, I gotta say one thing and I'm gonna mention it. Yeah, you can't defend there's yourself, one, really. There's this one fucking prick named Aaron Fenzi, calls himself Mr. Yeah. Thursday Night. That cocksucker sued another one of the boys because he got punched him in the face in the locker room because they had a disagreement. That scumbag sued the boys. How did the boys sue the boys? That and guess, and guess who was there for that, that one? I hey, wasn't guess who was one. there for that one? Magic. No, Magic and my, I was right there in the action. I was talking to Mr. Thursday night when the when the fight broke out. That dude is an arrogant prick who started so much shit against me in 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 public. He he is a backstabbing piece of shit. You should watch him. He is very very. I I want to sue him for slander and everything else up in, under the sun mm. for the shit he did to me. He's he's a louse. He's a piece of crap. You know I can't believe wow. that somebody would somebody like that would. Like I said, the business has changed. You got to watch out who you trust these days. But um, anyway, I don't want to give that guy any more credence than credence is due. I you know, got, I, I got you. I was gonna say, man. I was gonna say, I never had. I was gonna say, I never had a problem with you. You're always cool with me. No, you know, I, was, I, I was getting to the point that in the old days, you when you had a problem, you settled it. You go outside, beat each other up, win, lose, or draw. You guys shook hands, and everything was done. You know, now you got the boys too, and the boys you have a. Uh, you, you get into a, you know, a fight, you somebody on the road, you cut somebody off, they might come out and shoot you in your car. It's crazy. It's a crazy yeah, world, man. Yeah, it's a different kind of world it nowadays. Is. You're right. So, That's I mean... very violent, just, uh, uh, prone world. Yeah, very violent society. I mean, it's, it's changed. You know, I mean, I mean, what we lived in, the world we lived in was controlled violence, right? I mean, we had controlled yeah. violence, and, and now it's like... You know the, the 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 skits the skits that they did in WWE in the '90s and the '80s. It's like benign compared to what the hell yeah, is going it's, on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sliding past. It's going down. It's, it's it's getting worse all the time. So, um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a, that, that, there's a lot of people who who have. Uh, I I I I've I've really prided myself on not doing anybody wrong in the business, and uh, that was one person who just apparently. You know, went ahead and took matters in his own hands, and you know, violated, you know, t- turned around and doctored stuff that I I said to people, and just did some really nasty stuff. And you know, people are hurtful. People can be really hurtful. You think they're your friends, but they're not. You know, I mean. Yeah. But he was your tag become... team partner, right? No, he was never my tag team partner. I never one teamed time. him in my life. Oh, that one show. Yes, I did. You did because show, I, yeah, I was in magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was the one time they put me in the ring with him, and I didn't want to be there. I did not want to be with him. I got you. You know, he's 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 a, a stain on the uh, in the wrestling biz that should not be there. Anyone who talks to the third person legit and puts himself over like he does on Facebook and on Instagram and and Twitter, I mean, he that guy that guy should be he should be freaking tarred and feathered. I mean, he's so political and his he thinks he's uh, so so right and so um, you know and. Uh, He's just he's he's just scum scum of the earth and I've, I've I got you. Andrew first, I don't want to get you pumped up bro I don't want to get you pumped up you yeah but that's the only uh, person I, I ever have an issue with yeah, yeah don't even dignify have... his name with your thoughts uh, exactly yeah. but um anyway I, you know I hope Smitty I hope you have I know it's, I know uh, um, Canadian Thanksgiving already passed uh, a month ago but I just want to wish you a happy 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 healthy you know, Christmas, 
2017. Yeah, I celebrate both. both and and this Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. This, and I I wish yeah. you the best, and you know <clears throat> that you recover 100 percent, and you know uh, I wish you the best, my friend. You know, and and Mike, thanks uh, yeah. for having me on, man. Yeah, well, you know what? You, uh, this is I was gonna say this is Smith's uh, podcast. I've been trying to get you online. I have one, but I know you've been busy, and I understand that. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And uh, and you asked me to do you a favor, and I always do come through with it. I push. I'll push for you. Um, one of these days, maybe I'll get you and Magic on, and you guys could talk about the old days. Oh, I'd, love, uh, I'd love to just talk to him about you know because because Magic. Ma- cause Magic, Magic is a uh, yeah, I always tell. I was telling. Uh, I was telling Smith about the first time that I actually got to meet you, very first time, was back in JWF, Jersey Wrestling Federation, and you wrestled the beefer, Bruce the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> and, I got a good, and I got a quick funny, I, I got a quick funny story about something that you did. It was uh, hilarious. Somebody had offered um, the, those Altoids, mm-hmm. and, you, and you dipped the Altoids all over the room. Mm-hmm. Very funny. I loved it. It was great. That's funny. That's funny. I've done some crazy things over the years. So. Yeah, but, one uh, time, hey, hey, Smith, you know what he did to me too one time? One time he said, no. hey, buddy, can you buy me a beer? I'll give you back the money. I said, okay. Go get him a beer. He's gone. Uh, <laughs> give him well, this beer. He drank yeah. his beer. The next day I know, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> that's classic. Classic. Yeah, that's classic oh, you. Well, listen, listen, guys. I gotta go. I gotta get going, and uh, I gotta put my oh, wife, my eleven-year-old. She just yeah. finished making um uh, with her. With, she finished making um uh, with her mom uh turkey um the fake uh pretzel sticks with Rice Krispie treats made to look like turkey legs for uh, oh, for nice. her, her Thanksgiving party Thanksgiving. at school tomorrow. So yeah, oh, nice. so, God bless up. God bless you and yours. Uh, I'm gonna say good night to everybody too. I got I gotta deal with something. So, uh, Smith, you know, I love Andy, you, uh, God bless you, okay? Love you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, us, see each other soon. Stay in touch, my friend. Adios. Okay, be well. Thank you. All right, you and then you Mike. can come back on his show to talk about the, the event. You, you, know, you, know, you, know, okay, you got it. I'll, I'll definitely night, do that. All right, thank you, Andrew. All right. Yeah, All right, Mike. That was the re- uh, let me wrap this up. That was the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson. Smith, we delivered, buddy. And remember what he said, we might get Greg the Hammer, baby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, good good to uh, look forward to talking to Greg. All right. Did you have fun? I had fun. We had two guests tonight. Yeah, good fun. All right. So I want to just wish you a, a, a happy and healthy, and God bless you uh, for Thanksgiving. And I hope everything is all right with you, and I pray for you. We continue to pray for you. And uh, I appreciate the heart grapevine number 24. We had a great night. You want to say adios, you got it. Or whatever you want to say, you got it. Well, I, I did pretty much what you said. And uh, you know, look forward to the next time we can uh, entertain the fans with some guests. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Definitely, we're going to do our best. Actually, Andrew Anderson was talking about Tim Storm, and Bob Johnson, our good friend, messaged me about uh, getting Tim Storm. So I'll be getting Tim Storm probably soon for us. Oh, that all sounds good. 
Sounds good. All right. My friend, be well, and uh, and thanks for uh, for doing this show. It, it gives you, I know it gives you life talking about stories from the past and talking to your old friends like Andrew Anderson. Yeah. But just yeah, continue kinda... to fight. Continue to fight for us. You know? <laughs> Hard boys are strong. You right. get it. Hard family strong. Okay. That's true. Okay, buddy. Okay. Good night, Magic Mike. All right. Good night. Good night, Mr. Smith Hart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Heartgrave Vine number 24. Had a lot of fun. Guy's great. Smith, thank God for him. And Andrew Anderson, thank God for him. And Rip Rogers, thank God. And also, I'd like to thank Bay Rackney from Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. So, right now, enjoy some commercials. Oh, wait, I gave you guys all the commercials before. Right now, we're just going to end the show. <laughs> 